The Baltimore Ravens have their final 53. We talk about who made the roster, who didn't. Breaking it all down next here on this episode of Locked on Ravens. You are Locked on Ravens, your daily Baltimore Ravens podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of Locked On Ravens, your daily Baltimore Ravens podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Ostriker of Ravens Wire here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for being here, making us your first listen each and every day on this show, whether it's audio form or video form or free and available in all podcasting platforms. That does include in video form on YouTube. And today's episode of Locked On Ravens is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL. LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL to push your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Again, we are a five-day week Ravens podcast, Monday through Friday, and obviously sometimes more. And we get to do live streams, right? Sometimes we do two shows in one day, and we multiple drop, maybe six days a week or seven days a week. We got you covered all the time here on Locked On Ravens, and we got to do a live stream yesterday about eight or so p.m. Eastern because that's when the Ravens released their roster. It was a, uh, I don't know what the holdup was. I mean, the, the deadline is four, and there were about four or so teams, the Ravens included didn't release their rosters for three plus hours. I mean, it was such a holdup and I don't know the reason it was kind of ridiculous. I don't know what the heck was going on, but we eventually got it. We live streamed yesterday and it was really fun again. And those you can, you can talk in the chat. I engage with the chat because it's obviously it's not a pre-recorded show. So, you know, I can talk live and we can get into conversations there, which is really fun. So I appreciate everybody who tuned into the live stream yesterday. And if you want to turn notifications on for those, you can do that as well as episode drops. And those live streams go in audio form after the fact. So you don't have to miss out on those if you just want to listen to them after. But we're going to break down the Ravens three-man roster today. I know on the live stream yesterday we did talking like cuts first, then the roster. I want to do a backwards here and talk roster, then cuts, and just get into more of a deeper analysis on it overall. Then also talk about what changes could be coming for the Ravens in the next 24, 48 hours. Is Their final roster was obviously put in, submitted at 4 p.m. yesterday, but it's not the final, final roster. I guess you could call it the initial final roster. And then the final, final roster, but we know that no roster is actually final. T- teams go through many different types of players every single season, but I think the Ravens still have a couple of guys to bring back. Maybe they will try to trade someone, so we'll talk about a lot here today. Let's first, though, start off with breaking down the Ravens' 53-man roster, and I'll just read it off. Everybody who made the roster first, so on offense, they kept two quarterbacks with Lamar Jackson and Tyler Huntley, four running backs with J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards, Justice Hill, Keaton Mitchell, Six wide receivers, Odo Beckham Jr., Zay Flowers, Rashad Bateman, Devin Duvernay, Nelson Aguilar, Tylen Wallace. Four tight ends, if you count Patrick Ricard, who's a fullback. Ricard made it also Andrews Likely and Charlie Kohler. Offensive linemen, they kept nine. Ronnie Stanley, John Simpson, Tyra Linderbaum, Kevin Zeitler, Morgan Moses, Daniel Falele, Patrick McCary, Sala, and Ben Cleveland. On defense, you have the Ravens keep in. Five outside linebackers, if you want to count Clowney in that equation. Obviously, David Ajabo, Adafi Owe, Jadavian Clowney, Tavius Robinson, and Malik Ham. Inside linebackers, 5-2, Roquan Smith, Patrick Queen, Malik Harrison, John, Trenton Simpson. They have two Simpsons, John and Trenton. Trenton Simpson made it, and then Delshawn Phillips. 
Interior defensive line, you have four guys, Justin Matabike, Michael Pierce, Brozick Washington, Travis Jones. Secondary members, corners, you have Marlon Humphrey, Rocky Yassin, Ronald Darby, Jalen Irma Davis, Pepe Williams, Brandon Stevens, Darius Washington, Arthur Millette. Safety, Kyle Hamilton, Marcus Williams, Geno Stone, and then special teams guys, Justin Tucker, Jordan Stout, and Tyler Ott. So they actually ended up keeping a pretty even amount of guys on both sides of the ball. 25 offense, 25 defense, and three special teams. So my initial takeaways and my initial reactions overall, and I think you can get into multiple big takeaways from it. Well, you know, it's a big thing I'm going to do. I'm going to get into takeaways from the actual roster and takeaways from the actual cuts, both from a team perspective and a player perspective. Let's just start on offense first. We'll then move into defense. Offensively, I don't know what's going to happen at quarterback. I mean, we know Lamar's the starter. There's nothing, there's no question there. But uh, there was a point made during my stream that I actually really liked, and I thought it was a very good point. And pretty much the point was that for guys getting placed on IR and getting brought back, we'll get into more of that in the final part of the show. But we don't, we don't really know what's going on with Tyler Huntley right now. He played in the Philly game, you know, got banged up, and the hamstring injury, those aren't easy to come back from. Does Tyler Huntley go on IR in the early reports that they're going to bring Josh Johnson back? Are they going to bring Josh Johnson back, put Huntley on IR? And then sign Anthony Brown, the practice squad. Them keeping two quarterbacks, I think, came down to a numbers game. I, I had them keeping three because they were such a, a big proponent in getting that rule passed anyway. But if they just want to call up a third quarterback or they, they want to have an insurance guy on the practice squad, then obviously they can do that. Four running backs was the what I expected. It was obviously between Keaton Mitchell and Melvin Gordon for that final spot. My takeaway from the Mitchell situation is that he also could land on IR. And again, we'll get more into that in the final part of the show, but it's more of a, it's, it was the right decision because if, if you've listened to me every day, you've heard me talk about this and make this point before, but Melvin Gordon has a much better chance of making the Ravens practice squad than Keaton Mitchell. I think the Ravens understood that they could not let Keaton Mitchell go to waivers because a team would claim him. I think that's just what it was going to be. But my thing with it is if they're going to put him on IR and essentially end his well it wouldn't end the season because he's on the roster now but if they thought he was if this was a redshirt year for him they wouldn't put him on IR now they would have put him on IR before because it wouldn't have mattered if it ended this season so it might just be for creating roster space initially and then figuring it out but we'll we'll see what happens with that six wide receivers not really anything to take away there tight ends fullbacks nothing to take away offensive line for the offensive linemen I think adding Ben Cleveland to the equation because I, ha I had the first eight and then Ben Cleveland I had off the roster because I just expected them to keep someone else in a different position. I expect, you know, Josh Johnson was one of those guys, but I think the Ravens, they, they understood that for the Cleveland versus Sam Mustafer, which I think it came down to Ben Cleveland, Sam Mustafer, and David Sharp for the final three or like three guys competing for one spot. Cleveland and Mustafer. Mustafer is the best of veteran, so which we'll get to in the final segment. He can get brought back without having to go through waivers. Ben Cleveland would have been subjected to waivers, and there would have been, I think that some team probably would have claimed him because if you remember, last year the Ravens cut Tyree Phillips and they wanted him back on the practice squad, but the Giants claimed him and that was that. And it's talked about on the stream last night. You can get him back now because he just got put, cut by the Giants, but the point still remains. But keeping non-offensive linemen, nine or ten is usually what teams do. I knew that when I had them only keeping eight, it was kind of uh it's kind of dicey because eight offensive linemen, that's a it's a little low. I will say it's a little low. 
But I think the Ravens should be feeling fine about their depth. They have the five starters, but then Daniel Falele can be your backup tackle. Salah can be your backup guard, and Ben Cleveland has that tackle guard versatility. And then Patrick McCarry can be your swing guy, backup center. And then if you bring back Mustafer, he can be the, the other backup center that can be in that equation too. So not offensive lineman. I'm, I'm totally cool with that. I, I totally get the reasoning. Outside linebackers, Malik Ham making the roster was definitely, I'd say a surprise, but not really a surprise. I think it all depended on what happened with Tyus Bowser. Obviously Bowser not on this roster because he's still on the NFI list. So he's going to be missing the, the first four games, at least of the season here. But him making the roster, I think the Ravens did need to keep somebody if Bowser were to go on the NFI list. So I don't necessarily think I was totally shocked by Bowser staying on there and officially missing the first four games. But I'm really happy for Malik Cam. He earned it. And I'm excited to see what he does over the course of however long. Hopefully he's on the roster for the whole year. But I think when Bowser comes back, Cam's probably the guy that's cut. And then he's out of the practice squad. But injuries happen. So maybe there'll be a guy who's on IR by that point who's injured for the season. Inside linebackers, I had Delshawn Phillips off of the roster, but getting brought back as like a top priority practice squad guy, he played well enough to make the roster. Like I'm not shocked he's on here. They claimed him off of waivers from the Jets last season when he was cut by New York and played really well, had a great training camp, a great preseason. The Ravens should be feeling really good about their inside linebacker depth with Roquan and Patrick Queen there, Malik Harrison. Honestly, if I have to put out a depth chart, I'd probably put Delshawn Phillips ahead of Trenton Simpson at this point. I just think Simpson needs more development. I think he showed flashes in the Tampa game. It was not a great debut for him against Washington. But I think that it's definitely okay that Phillips made this roster, plus he provides value on special teams. Defensive lineman, no surprises. Brent Urban, we'll talk about him in the final part of the show. We'll probably get brought back on a, on a handshake deal. Corner is interesting, and, and I do want to get to this a little bit more in the second part of the show. But with the corner situation, I was not expecting Arthur Millette to make this roster. The Ravens, and, and we'll lead off the second segment with this, they cut Caillou Kelly for Arthur Millette, essentially. The Ravens, I guess, wanted a veteran slot option. Darius Washington made the roster. Super happy for him, and I think that he's earned the Ravens' starting slot corner job right now, assuming nothing else happens. But I think the Ravens just wanted a veteran option there, and Caillou Kelly, as we do know, did struggle a little bit, but we'll, we'll talk about that more coming up. But I just I didn't expect that. A big takeaway for me was I was a little shocked about what they did there at corner. And the fact that Washington made it, I'm very excited about. Also, you know, nothing else too crazy, though. Kyle Hamilton, Marcus Williams, Geno Stone, no surprises. Special teams, no surprises. So I think a little bit bigger of a surprise than I anticipated happening yesterday for the Ravens. But overall, not a ton of them. But coming up in the second part of the show, we will be talking about who the Ravens cut, listen to those names and talking about them and analyzing it. So be sure to stay tuned. A lot to dive into on Locked on Ravens. But first, this episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. And these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs wants to find the right people for your team faster and for free. And it's really nice to have LinkedIn in your corner. They do a lot for you. And so many people have had so many good experiences using LinkedIn for jobs, finding team members, et cetera. And it's really easy to create a free job post on LinkedIn Jobs. All you have to do is add your job on the profile hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. They have simple tools you can use like screening questions to make it easy to focus on candidates with the right skills and experience. You can quickly prioritize 
you would like to interview and who you would like to hire. And it's really important to start the year strong and the right team member might be able to help you do that. So it's my small businesses, right link to jobs, number one, delivering quality hires for sitting competitors. LinkedIn jobs is find the qualified candidates. You want to talk to you fast about your job or free at LinkedIn.com slash lockdown NFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash lockdown NFL. to push your job for your terms and conditions apply. We're back. Our second segment here on Locked On Ravens, Kevin Ostriker. Still talking on this midweek edition post roster cut down day. Now, I didn't know when the Ravens were going to get their roster out because they took so long to do it, but we did get it. The cuts came out and obviously the roster you can take from it. So we'll look at what the Ravens actually said in their release. We'll go through each name that was cut by the team. So the guys who were waived slash no recall, Tariq Black, the wide receiver, Anthony Brown, quarterback, Tykeem Doss, guard, Tay Hayes, defensive back, Caillou Kelly, defensive back, Jimmy Lucian, defensive back, Deshaun Manning, def- guard, Ben Mason, tight end, Jeremiah Moon, linebacker, Rashad Nichols, defensive lineman, James Perche, wide receiver, Josh Ross, linebacker, Sean Ryan, wide receiver, Jalen Thomas, tackle, Javis Bokalek, tight end, Kristen Welsh, linebacker, and own right running back. And there were a couple of guys who obviously were waived on Monday, Dante Demas, a couple others in there as well. But guys who were terminated as vested veterans, Angelo Blackson, Melvin Gordon, Josh Johnson, Sam Mustaver, Kevon Seymour, David Sharp, Laquan Treadwell, Brent Urban, and Daryl Worley, and then three guys on the non-football injury list, reserved there, and Tyus Bowser, Nick Moore, and Andrew Voorhees. Now, as I talked about at the end of that first segment, we'll lead off with it here in the second part of the show, Tyu Kelly was a shock. And the point I made at the beginning of the live stream last night was that there are two very clear differences. Well, there are multiple, but I think one very clear difference between the Isaac Newsom era and Eric DaCosta era in Baltimore is that Isaac Newsom gave the draft picks really long leashes or at least longer leashes than we see in Eric DaCosta give them. With Ozzy, it was, yeah, you know, at least one season, regardless of how poorly or well a player, a rookie played, a draft class player played. They would, it was very rare. Like I remember Mark Anthony back, back, back in the day. I forget what year that was, but he was a seventh round corner out of Cal and the Ravens cut him. And I was, su- I was shocked because Ozzy just didn't do that. For Eric DaCosta, we've seen him move on from multiple of his own draft picks without even having them playing a game for him in the regular season. Sean Wade, he traded away. Ben Mason, he let go. The fifth round, Caillou Kelly also now. The fifth round guys just don't really work out, I guess. For the Ravens, there, there have been a couple of fifth rounders that Roger Washington, obviously, don't get me wrong. But Eric DaCosta, he doesn't have as long of a leash for those guys. He he identifies where the problem is and he goes in. I, I've talked about this before. Rosie was a guy that when he ran the show, he would kind of let things play out. It was rare you'd see Baltimore make a ton of in-season moves and, and make big trades at the deadline. But there at Acosta, he's always looking to upgrade. The gears are always turning. I don't think either approach is necessarily wrong, but one is more aggressive than the other, especially in season. And DaCosta is somebody that, yes, if something is going wrong, he wants to just immediately address it instead of giving it time. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. With Ozzy, it was just let it play out and see what happens. Sometimes it worked, sometimes it didn't. So for Caillou Kelly getting cut, we know that he struggled over the course of training camp in the preseason. We know it was an adjustment period for him to essentially adjust to the NFL game. I don't think I would have made that move if I were the Ravens, though, especially like, if there was a clearer piece for the Ravens at corner who they kept over Caillou Kelly, I would have understood it more. For Arthur Millette, I don't get that move. I guess Baltimore really likes him, and they really like the idea of having a veteran slot corner that can be in a break glass in case of emergency or maybe even start. I'd be pretty disappointed, honestly, 
just for Darius Washington and honestly in the team, if they were to start Arthur Millette in the slot instead of Darius Washington, I think Darius Washington has earned that job. Arthur Millette was hurt for most of the season or most of the preseason training camp. If they bring in a guy like Bradley Roby or Desmond King, which we'll get to in the final part of the show, then we can have a different conversation. But I would still feel bad because Darius Washington worked so hard to not only make the roster, but put himself in conversation for meaningful snaps in the slot. And I think he's earned that and I think he's deserved it. And if Arthur Malek gets that opportunity over him, I, I would be pretty disappointed in that whole situation and how it would unfold. So hopefully Ardarius gets a shot. I'm rooting for him. He's been, he's been one of my guys for a while, ever since DCU. So I was happy when the Ravens were able to bring him in and undrafted free agency. He should have been a third, fourth rounder, by the way. But the Caillou Kelly thing is, is interesting because I think he does still have potential. And with Caillou Kelly, a lot of people are saying, well, he's just going to make it through the practice squad anyway. It doesn't matter. It's not, it's not a given. Like if you're listening to this after the waiver claims start to come in, then maybe he has made it through. And I'd, I'd be thrilled if he did. But as I talked about, we've seen the Ravens. It's, it's a two-way street. We've seen them cut guys before, want them back on the practice squad, and then they leave or they get claimed. And there have been other situations where the Ravens cut guys and no one thinks they're going to make it. And they do like last year, literally with Ardarius Washington and even Anthony Brown was another one of those guys. The Ravens cut him and everybody said, myself included, well, there's no way they make it. That That's it for the Ravens tenure. And they both made their waivers and both went to the practice squad. I don't think there were a ton of waiver claims last year, honestly. If I remember right, the rate it was not a ton. Like compared to what we had seen in recent seasons, there were not as many waiver claims as I as I think I was at least used to seeing. So if Kyrie Kelly makes it back to the practice squad, then essentially no harm, no foul. But if he gets claimed by someone, and again, like has Sean Wade turned out to be anything in New England yet? Not really, right? Ben Mason's back with the Ravens. So they have cut picks before and it hasn't necessarily bit them. But for Kelly, it's just if there was a better option that they kept over him, I would have understood it more. That was the one mistake I think the Ravens made. Other than that, though, I mean, you look at this, I don't necessarily see anyone who I would have kept on the final 53. I mean, the reports, which we'll get to, Brent Urban, Kevon Seymour, Josh Johnson all coming back reportedly on handshake deals. Other than Kelly, Kelly, I don't think I would have kept anybody. I guess, yeah, for Johnson, that's a guy that I had on my final roster. I mean, Vokalek was an interesting case because I think he earned a roster spot, but just with the numbers crunch, there wasn't an opportunity for him to get on there. Jeremiah Moon, I think it, it definitely came down, I would say probably a close call between Jeremiah Moon and Malik Cam for that final outside linebacker spot. I'm, I'm rooting for Jeremiah Moon. I, I've liked his game ever since he signed with Baltimore. I kind of did some research into him, and, and I've liked what he brought. I thought he finished the preseason really strong. And when talking about the practice squad, which we will talk about more in the final part of the show, and we have talked about over the past couple of days here, there are a lot of names that I think the Ravens should be excited about the potential of getting them back on the practice squad. But the, the one thing that sticks out is the is the Caillou Kelly situation. I, I don't think a lot of people are going into cutdown day expecting crazy, crazy cuts to happen and all these guys getting cut and we're, we're thinking, what? And there was no way. I, I didn't think Caillou Kelly, I, kind of, I had him as a lock the whole way through, not because he played well, but because the Ravens spent the draft capital. It wasn't, and it wasn't even like it was a seventh round pick either. It was a fifth round selection. So hopefully he makes it back to Baltimore, but we will end up seeing in that regard. Coming up here in our final part of this show, we'll be talking about what changes could be coming over the next 24, 48 hours. Practice squad, waiver claims, signings, trades, and more. So we should have stayed tuned. A lot still to get to on Locked on Ravens. 
We're back here, our final segment of Locked On Ravens. Kevin Ostreicher still here with you. Thank you again for being here and tuning in to me on this midweek edition. Be sure to subscribe on YouTube, follow along in audio form as well. It is free. There is no money involved, audio or video form. It is completely, completely free. And I appreciate you spending your time here with me as we talk Ravens, as we talk final cutdowns. We talked about the Ravens' actual 53-man roster, takeaways from that, takeaways from the analysis of the actual players who were cut. But let's get into what changes could be coming for the Ravens, because obviously their initial final 53-man is set, but that doesn't mean that that is what the roster is going to look like 24 hours from now, 36 hours, 48 hours. There are going to be fluid changes happening, whether it is Guys on handshake deals, IR moves, waiver claims, signings, trades. There are so many other things that could happen. So we've talked about practice squad a lot. I'll I'll save that for the final part of this segment because I know we, we've gotten into it, but I still want to touch on it a little bit now that we know the guys who are cut. But in terms of handshake deals, the stuff I've been kind of sprinkling in throughout the show is the early indications. And if you're listening to this after it's happened, then it's happened. But Josh Johnson, Kevon Seymour, and Laquan Treadwell, those guys are all expected back in Baltimore. Laquan Treadwell, that one got national you know, headlines where Laquan Treadwell is expected to sign with the Ravens practice squad. I think today were the reports that came out. So I think that's solid. I think three guys. Well, I think for what it is, Josh Johnson is expected to be back on the roster. Brent Urban's expected to be back on the roster and Kevon Seymour's expected to be back on the roster. Treadwell's a practice squad guy. So it's not like Treadwell is going to get, get back on the final roster, but for Urban, Seymour and Johnson, those three are getting back on the active roster. Apparently again, we'll see what happens when it actually officially happens, but those are the early indications and reports. So that it makes sense to me. And again, it kind of raises the question about well, what's going on with Tyler Huntley and the quarterback situation. How bad is the Huntley injury? Does he need to miss the first four weeks? And then Josh Johnson is backing up Lamar with Anthony Brown on the practice squad for a guy like Brent Urban. He's done this the past couple of years for the Ravens last year. And then obviously this year again, where he's just been a handshake deal guy, you know, he can, he can take some time, literally a day and then sign back with the team. It's for roster flexibility. Brent Urban knows he's going to be back in Baltimore. Not a big deal. And then Kevon Seymour too. Best of veteran. All these guys don't have to pass through waivers so they can get them back and then don't have to worry about another team sniping them from them. So that that's a really good thing. But I think other guys that potentially, I, I think those are all the actual active roster guys. But then where's the room made for him? I, you know, I talked about Tyler Huntley, him potentially going to IR. Seems pretty likely Pepe Williams will be there too because of his ankle injury that'll keep him out. I think the timeline was right around October. And put him put him on IR, have him miss at least four weeks and clear up that roster spot. But then for guys like Keaton Mitchell, who has the shoulder injury, it was classified as a stinger, but is it really a stinger? How bad is it? Maybe he gets put on injured reserve. Malik Ham, maybe he's a player who gets put on injured reserve, and that's how they create a roster space. And if they're bringing back Johnson, Seymour, and Urban, they're going to have to create three roster spots from what they have now. There's one sure lock, I think, for IR in Pepe Williams, and, and then three other guys who either could be on there or that they're only possibilities. Maybe there's something that's happened and we don't know, and that guy's going to go on IR. We'll see. But again, the big thing is that now that the final 53-man roster is set, if the Ravens put a guy on IR, it does not end their season automatically. It, it's only the four weeks, and then they can come back. Now, in terms of guys they could bring in, there are a couple of corners that I would have my eye on if I'm the Ravens, and this is because, one, if Tyler Kelly was on the roster instead of Arthur Millette, I would probably say the Ravens will probably just stick it out as is, and it's fine, and 
they they want to keep their guys develop, not not get rid of a guy who they drafted. But since they did, I think for me, Desmond King, Bradley Roby, some of those other, you know, some there are a couple other guys like Darius Rush was a was a fifth round pick of the Indianapolis Colts. And I was a big Darius Rush fan. A lot of people had a third, fourth round grade on him. He got cut by the Colts. So maybe Caillou Kelly goes to Caillou Kelly goes to Indianapolis and Darius Rush comes to Baltimore and it's a swap. But I think that the two vets in Bradley Roby and Desmond King, Desmond King has corner safety versatility. He's been linked to the Ravens for forever. And the Ravens always seem to get guys they've been interested in for a while. So maybe Desmond King is the next one of those guys. And then Bradley Roby, solid option. You can throw in the slot and also has outside versatility too. I think both those guys are better than Arthur Millette. And if they're going to start Arthur Millette over at Arias Washington, if they're going to start a vet over him, I would rather have a B Bradley Roby or Desmond King over Arthur Millette. I, I just think with Arthur Millette, I'm not as high on him as some are, maybe as the team is. Hopefully he he goes in and balls out. I, I'm rooting for him. But I just think that Bradley Roby or Desmond King will be a better veteran slot option at this point than Arthur Millette. And I, I know Millette has the system experience. He's been there now, obviously was injured. But I don't know. I, I just feel like to me, those two would be better options. I wouldn't expect the Ravens to be in any other markets, though. I mean, maybe they're, they look for like a safety special teamer who can also give you snaps like DeAndre Houston Carson. Is, is he going to come back potentially on a handshake deal? So maybe it's, I don't know, maybe IR is Tyler Huntley and Keaton Mitchell and Pepe Williams and Malik Ham. And they bring back Josh Johnson, Brent Urban, Kevon Seymour, and DeAndre Houston Carson. Maybe those are the four and the four for four swap that ends up happening. But practice squad, again, we'll, we'll just round out with it for a couple minutes because now we know the guys who were cut. Players who I think are could be practice squad bound for the Ravens, obviously, if they make it through. Well, the veterans, I think, we already know about Treadwell. I think Daryl Worley will make it there. We obviously knew that he he went back and forth and back and forth from the practice squad to active roster, practice squad to active roster all last year. I think the Ravens want David Sharp back on their practice squad. I think that'd be a solid option. Sam Mustafer, I, I'm, I floated his name in the first part of the show. He could be back. Melvin Gordon, again, much easier to get him on the practice squad than Keaton Mitchell. I think that's really solid. And then maybe Angelo Blackson, too, who could provide some veteran defensive line depth. Now, assuming everyone gets through waivers, and I don't know if that, that'll be the case or not. I don't know at the time of this recording, but Anthony Brown is a practice squad quarterback. If they bring Josh Johnson back to the active roster, as reported, would be a good one. I think that there is a, there is a possibility Owen Wright makes it, although I don't know if you're keeping two running backs in Melvin Gordon and Owen Wright on your practice squad there. Wide receiver is interesting. James Perchet was one of the guys who got released. And I I mean, I feel bad for him. He, he's a super hard worker, a super nice guy. And I know a lot of fans are, you know, oh, I'm so happy to get rid of James Perchet. I feel bad. Like, I think a lot of unlucky stuff happened to him. Didn't get a ton of opportunity in Baltimore. The issue is that when he did get opportunity, he didn't capitalize. And there was such a hype train around James Perchet for being a six-round pick out of SMU. It was one of the biggest hype trains I've really ever seen for a Ravens late round pick. And because of those heightened expectations, his Ravens tenure was a massive disappointment. I would not be shocked if James Perche just wants a different experience, wants to go to a different team and play somewhere else. If he's back on the Ravens as a seventh wide receiver, like a practice squad top option, hey, that's totally, I'm totally okay with that. But I, I think he'll probably look for a new opportunity, but maybe he doesn't. And then other wide receivers, I think Dante Demas, I mentioned Laquan Treadwell, also Sean Ryan could be an option. Travis Vokalek, if he makes it through waivers, could be an option for them as well. I mentioned Sam Mustafer. Ben Mason, too. Patrick Ricard Insurance, I'd take that. 
Rashad Nichols as a young defensive lineman could make it. Jeremiah Moon as well. You have a couple of inside linebackers and Kristen Welch and Josh Ross who could make it too. And then for me, I think that a couple of guys in the secondary, Tay Hayes and Jeremy Lucian, obviously Caillou Kelly if he makes it through waivers, but Tay Hayes and Jeremy Lucian are two that I, I really like and I think could really do a ton of good things for the Ravens in really what they want to be. They both can play a lot of different roles. Jeremy Lucian especially has played a lot of safety for the Ravens. I think bringing him back would be a really solid option for them. And I I don't think any special teamers on the practice squad. I don't don't think they need any of that personally. But we finally, we we got it. Cut down day officially over. Still a lot to go through, though, with the IR and everything and and getting the roster manipulation fully settled. But again, this is not going to be the Ravens. Even once the Ravens get all those moves done, they're still going to be looking to add guys, get better. There will be guys that get injured, unfortunately. No team makes it through an NFL season healthy. So it is, it's an ever-flowing thing for the Ravens. Their roster is ever-flowing, and we will see how it flows throughout the course of the entire season because they have a lot of talent on their roster. My, my, one of my main takeaways is that Baltimore's 53-man roster is one of the most talented rosters in the NFL. It is. They have top-end talent. They have a lot of depth. And once they kind of finalize their their second initial roster, they'll be able to do a lot with it. So I'm excited to see how it shapes up. We'll see what the trade deadline brings too. Maybe there'll be a guy or two. We saw the Ravens sign LJ Fort and Josh Fines in 2019 trade for Marcus Peters. So if Eric DeCosta sees something he doesn't like, we know that he will go out there and try to fix it. But that's all I have for you here today on Locked on Ravens. Thank you so much for tuning in today. When we get back here tomorrow, more Ravens content, more roster breakdowns, and so much more. Thank you for tuning in. I'll see you right back here tomorrow on Locked on Ravens.